How much money should the Big 12 be looking to get out of Oklahoma and Texas? I didn't I didn't think this conversation would be happening right now, but apparently it is. And I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist. I wouldn't want to do that to you. But I think this conversation is worth having. I'm Pete Mundo. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is, of course, how you find us covering the entire Big 12 conference. So here's the deal. We don't have a Big 12 football schedule. We are wrapping up the week of, well, today. It's Friday, January 20th. We don't have a Big 12 football schedule. It's not coming this week. Reports are it will come by the end of the month. This will be six weeks later than the football schedule typically comes out. What the heck is going on? Well, there's a few thoughts, and I talked to uh, Matthew Postens about this on our show yesterday. There's really two schools of thought here. One, OU and Texas are going to be gone in 2024. Therefore, it is now a pissing contest between Big 12 teams to see who gets to host Oklahoma and or Texas in their last football season in the Big 12 because that's obviously a massive revenue generator for uh, these teams, you know. OU going to Stillwater, certainly, um, which was going to happen anyway this season, is a big deal. But even if OU goes to Manhattan, OU goes to Lubbock, that's a big deal. So they're all battling, I would imagine, and competing to make the case for why they should be able to host one or both of these two teams in the final year they're in the Big 12 Conference. It's a money play. Everything's about money and power, right? We all know that. So uh, that's one school of thought. The other school of thought, and three weeks ago I would have said crazy talk, but it's been three weeks. We still don't have a schedule, and I don't think it's all that crazy anymore. The other school of thought is that the Big 12 Conference – Maybe talking to Oklahoma and Texas about the possibility of leaving the Big 12 by this year. That's right. A clean break in 2023. Those two schools off to the SEC. They'll figure out the scheduling over there for at least a year. It's going to be weird because, of course, the SEC schedule has already come out, but they can make it work. And the Big 12 has this clean break instead of this clunky 14 teams for one season where Houston and BYU and Cincinnati and UCF are coming in, they get out of that business and they get to say, hey, you know what? Um, We're ready to roll. Let's go. Let's make this thing work. But here's the thing. The Big 12 has all the leverage. In any negotiation, you want to have the leverage. You don't want to be the desperate one in a negotiation, right? Nobody does. You don't want to be uh, the one without the leverage. You want to be the one with the leverage in any negotiation. And in this case, Brett Yormark in the Big 12 has all of the leverage. That is not even up for debate. So what kind of number should the Big 12 be trying to get? Well, Dennis Dodd wrote a piece this week at CBS Sports. And in Dennis Dodd's piece, he talked about how uh, the number is about $168 million dollars. If the Big 12 wants to let OU and Texas out in 2024, that's that's a number that he threw out there, $168 million. He writes here, Texas and OU would at least owe the Big 12 a termination fee for leaving early. The contract states any school departing early owes two years worth of revenues using an average annual figure of 42 mil. The Big 12 could reap as much as $168 million if Texas and Oklahoma give the league 18 months notice in advance. 
So that would be leaving in 2024, July 1 of 2024. Well, if they want to leave this year, up the ante. And I think they do. And by the way, I know a lot of you think I hate OU in Texas. I don't. I've said it a million times. I don't like how they handled it at all. But I understand why there may have been pressure to do what they did. I get it. I think they're going to regret it. I think OU is going to regret it more than Texas because OU has been so dominant you know, in this league, the, Texas is not. Like, Texas had some good teams and a good run during Mac Brown, but, you know, Texas has not been a dominant force in Big 12 football for 15 years. So uh, if Texas goes to the SEC and is mediocre, and they're mediocre in the Big 12, it's irrelevant and they make a lot more money, so who cares? But OU, uh, you know, has been in college football playoffs, has won national championships in this conference, and, you know, their fan base expects that. That's going to be a lot more difficult doing what they're doing and going to the SEC. I think they are going to regret this move. But neither here nor there, I understand it. And if they want to get out this year, I understand it, right? I mean, you know, do they want to go to UCF? They want to have to travel to Cincinnati for, like, this awkward one season in a 14-team Big 12? If they want out, like, I understand. I genuinely do. But what does it look like? OU and Texas have no leverage. So if you're the Big 12, if you are Brett Yormark, man, oh, man, make them pay. Make them pony up. And the number that um, our guy Matthew Postens wrote about, and I'm good with this number, is $250 million if they want to leave this year. Here's what that number looks like. All right? The number that we get to at $250 million, and follow me here, is the following. We've got the $168 million that uh, Dennis Dodd reports the big the two teams would have to pay if they want to leave the Big 12 soon. That would be for 2024. If they want to leave in 2024, the number is $168 million, give or take. Then on top of that, you're basically paying on top of that an upcharge to leave this year. And the way we get to $250 million is by taking 65% of what the hateful eight teams, that's the other eight teams remaining in the Big 12, gave up, which is $128 million. Each team has given up about $16 million times eight teams by allowing the four new schools to come into this league because they have to distribute those monies equally now amongst Houston and BYU and Cincinnati and UCF. So each Big 12 team of the remaining eight, they're taking a $16 million haircut the next couple of years. To get the $250 million, we're looking at taking 65% of what the hateful eight has given up, which is $128 million. That's $16 million times eight teams to give us a big round number of $250 million. Now you may say, Pete, never going to happen. Well, OU and Texas are set to make a lot more money in the SEC. Does it make fiscal sense for them to get into the SEC as soon as possible? Is that a move that they would strongly consider? You might say it's out of this world money-wise, and it might be. I'm not predicting this is going to happen by any stretch of the imagination. But I'm saying the Big 12, the general point here is the Big 12 can play hardball. 
The Big 12 does not have to be the team or the conference, I should say, that rolls over. And Brett Yormark, I wouldn't want to be on the other side of that guy at the negotiating table. I would want no part of that. So I'm just looking at this from the Big 12 perspective and saying, you know what? Why not? Ask them. You guys want out now. There's a price. And by the way, Texas could pay that tomorrow. Oklahoma, the talks and the reports have always been that OU obviously is not, I mean, no one's in Texas's financial situation, but um, OU is not at the point where they can dump that kind of money out there. So it may be too much, but hey, if you really want to make it happen, if it is that important to you, then you know what? There's a price point for you. There is. Pete Mundo on uh, heartlandcollegesports.com. Appreciate you guys being here and joining us on the show. Did you know that we are um, adding to our podcast arsenal? I didn't know if you knew this or not, but we are adding team-by-team podcasts. So I just want to let you know this so you can hopefully subscribe to some of them. I would love for you to subscribe to some of them because it helps us grow our network. It helps us grow everything that we're doing. They're team-specific podcasts. So if you're a KU fan, we've got the Jayhawker Talker with Mark Van Sickle. We've got the Everything Emaw podcast with uh, Joe Tillery. We have the Sooner Schooner podcast now with uh, Eric G. We have a Pokes podcast with Matt Jordan. So we split up the OU and the Oklahoma State podcast, just for those of you that are wondering. Um, The first Pokes podcast is going to be hitting next week. So just subscribe to that and know the first podcast, the first show is coming next week. We've got the Hypnotoad podcast covering TCU with Andrew Zimmel. And we've got the uh, Texas Tech edition of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network with uh, Jackson Moody. So we are adding to our podcast arsenal. Our newest podcast is focused on recruiting. It is focused on the transfer portal. And it is focused on name, image, likeness. And that is called the Portal Podcast with... um, our guy, Brian Clinton. So be sure to find any of those podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. And we appreciate you doing that and sharing that with your friends and family as well. And as always, any of our podcasts, you rate, review, subscribe, send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and I'll get you hooked up with a free Heartland College Sports koozie. So uh, good stuff all around. Appreciate you guys being here. And before we continue, it is NFL playoff weekend as well. I'll be at the uh, Chiefs game this weekend. Looking forward to that. And on top of that, since I live in Kansas, I can place my bet with DraftKings. Nobody better. They are an official sports betting partner of the NFL and listener this of this show can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's right. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings. Stepped up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. So I can't wait for the Chiefs-Jags this weekend. I'm fired up for that. Also, obviously, Bills-Bangles to see, hopefully, who the Chiefs end up playing. But just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use our promo code HCS for Heartland College Sports and uh, new customers. Bet $5 on the NFL. Get $200 in free bets with our code HCS. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, speaking of the uh, transfer portal, winners and losers from uh, the transfer portal. A couple things I want to touch on here on that front. Uh, The portal podcast you got to check out with Brian Clinton. And he did this from a general uh, college football perspective. Like he talked about how Colorado is a big winner coming out of the transfer portal with you know, Deion Sanders, prime time is now in Boulder. 
And by the way, Colorado, come home to the Big 12, would you please? Dion in the Big 12, that would be fun. I'm not sure it's going to work, but it would be fun. But if you look at just the Big 12, um, and I think Brian's spot on on this, there are three winners and three losers when it comes to the transfer portal. TCU just crushed it. TCU goes to the national championship. I know it didn't go how any of us wanted. They added five SEC transfers. They added a couple of five-star recruits, running back Trey Sanders, offensive tackle Tommy Brockermeyer from Alabama, both leading the way. You've got another Alabama guy, JoJo Earl, wide receiver. He's a former four-star player. I mean, it is unbelievable what TCU has picked up in the transfer portal. And that's where, like, there's no doubt the transfer portal needs more guardrails. It's indisputable because you've got guys who are going to schools, name, image, likeness, getting paid. I'm okay with that. But there's no contractual commitment on the other end, right? Like, if you think about any other sport, all right, if you're going to sign a deal, if someone's going to pay you for something, it's like every year it's just a rolling one-year contract. And I think that it's just not sustainable. I don't see how it is for the sport. So it's good for schools like TCU. Like all these four- and five-star guys go to Alabama, and this is what I've never understood about, you know, some of these four-star guys going to schools like Alabama and Ohio State when they have incredible talent. They can play in the NFL. Like they have the talent to be in the NFL. They just have to be able to showcase that talent and actually play in games. And instead of going to a place where they have a chance to play, they want to be third string on the depth chart at Alabama or Ohio State. What's the point? How many times do you see guys in the NFL who, uh, you know, are out there and are from Louisiana Lafayette, from Eastern Illinois? They played. They honed their craft. They honed their skills. You get game smart. You get game action. The speed of the game slows down. All right, you're a a fifth or sixth round pick in the NFL draft, but you're on a team and then you work your way up and you're a contributing member of that team. The NFL more so than any sport, I believe, you know, lets the low round guys have a chance from the standpoint of you play, you know, the sport, you work hard, uh, you stay healthy. You got a shot. You got a real shot. You could say major league baseball, but there's what? 65 rounds in the baseball draft. I mean, yes, you can work your way up as a 40th round draft pick, but let's be honest, how many guys actually do that? Small number. NFL, fifth, sixth rounders, they play all the time. They have careers, multi-year careers all the time. So these guys now get to go to a place and actually play and get more game reps, more action, uh, more showcasing of their skills, and also they can win at a Power 5 level and play for a national championship. That can happen at a place like TCU. Now, TCU was recruiting just fine, Before the transfer portal existed, they had top 25 classes, most of Gary Patterson's tenure in the Big 12, but this takes things to another level. If you get these guys and, you know, they're they're parts of classes that were top three, top five in the country, and they're not developed yet or they just can't get on the field, you get these guys playing time. They got their heads on straight. That's exciting stuff for this league and for this conference and for these teams. So TCU is one of those programs that can benefit in a big way uh, from the transfer portal. You don't want to abuse it. You don't want to overdo it. You do have want to have some kind of continuity within your program. But if you're talking about the kind of talent TCU brought in, it's a no-brainer. It is an absolute no-brainer. Uh, Oklahoma, 
big winners as well, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, they bring in four-star guys like Trey. Oh, tra- I mean Trace Ford. That's a totally different ball game coming over from Oklahoma State. I mean that just that's a huge win for them. Not because of how good Trace Ford is, or just because of how good Trace Ford is, but because of just the, I mean the the kick in the crotch to Oklahoma State, which I know OU fans are not going to apologize for. Uh, but you look at some of the guys they got on the defensive side of the ball. Four-star players like uh, Desan McCullough, Rondell Bothroyd, um, some of the other players, Devon Sears, Jacob Lacey. Uh, th- there's a lot of guys that are going to help, especially in that front seven on that side of the ball. And then Kansas. Kansas doing what Kansas does and what they've done successfully under Lance Leipold in the last couple of seasons. And that's just get um, 11 incoming transfers, six on defense where they desperately need help. And they got some offensive tackles as well. Logan Brown out of Wisconsin. So Lance Leipold strategically adding guys to his roster to quickly improve this program. And we saw him obviously get to a bowl game this past season. Now losers, Oklahoma State, top of that list. Insanely bizarre offseason for the Cowboys. Spencer Sanders out, wants back in. Gundy says no. He heads out the door. And you look at other starters that are gone, Mason Cobb, Trace Ford, as we mentioned, Dominic Richardson, Bryson Green. It is, yes, they got some good additions as well. Alan Bowman's going to come in and probably play quarterback. But, man, you lose the amount of starters that Oklahoma State lost, and maybe you can positively spin it and say, yeah, but the culture is going to be better. I don't know. The whole thing is weird. The whole thing just uh, stinks. Has not been a good run for Mike Gundy. And I'm a huge Gundy fan. I'm a big Gundy supporter. He's gotten railroaded at times over his career by Oklahoma State fans, I believe, unfairly. But uh, this, I I don't know how you defend this happening to his program because it kind of comes off like Gundy's becoming a little bit out of touch with this whole thing. Other losers, uh, Cincinnati. Of course, Luke Fickle went to Cincinnati and in the process lost six former four-star recruits. That's bad, despite the fact that, of course, they're coming to the Big 12. So uh, you look at this Cincinnati team and you wonder to yourself if this is now, you know, one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in the Big 12, as they get set for conference play and joining this league next year just based on fickle leaving and the hole that that leaves as well. Now, they added 14 guys. Eight of them are coming from Power 5 schools, but, you know, depth could be a big issue for this team. And then Texas and not ragging on Texas here, but, you know, you lost, what, four, 12 four-star recruits this cycle. Overall, you look at Texas losing 16 players. Not ideal, but listen, Texas has an enormous amount of talent. That's never going to be the issue at Texas. They're going to be fine. But in terms of winners and losers in the transfer portal, it is fair to say that by that metric alone, Uh, Texas does end up a loser in the transfer portal. I'm Pete Mundo. Have a great weekend. Enjoy a great Saturday of college hoops, by the way. We'll be covering that, of course, next week. And um, enjoy the NFL playoffs. Use our promo code HCS, Heartland College Sports. Use it um, at DraftKings and get, yes, $5 in bets. Get you $200 in free bets. That is unbeatable. You can't get a better deal anywhere else. Download DraftKings, use our promo code HCS.
Bet $5 and get 200 bucks in free bets. Enjoy the games. Rate, review, subscribe. Send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And we'll hook you guys up with that free koozie. Thanks so much, guys. Take care. We'll talk to you soon.